0: Relevant Magazine and relevantmagazine.com It's the Relevant Podcast
1: It's the week of Friday, March 5th, 2010 Still not used to that and this is The Relevant Podcast. I'm Cameron Strang, and joining me here in our Orlando, Florida studios is my lovely wife, Maya Strang. Hello. You might hear little Cohen off in the distance. Hello. You he also might hear You <laughs> he also might hear Ryan in the distance. Uh, Ryan Ham is here. Hey, everyone. And Josh Loveless. Hey, people. Behind the wall of glass is our producer, Chad Michael Snavely, also the DJ at Relevant.fm. On the Skype line from Loverland, Virginia, is Jesse Carey. Hello, hello. We have a great podcast lined up for you today. We have uh, live in studio performance and pseudo interview. I mean, introduces his songs uh, by Carlos Whitaker, a worship Spartist who uh, debut EP is out now. And also later in the podcast, uh, Roxy joins us, and we uh, tell you guys a little of the behind the scenes scoop about the brand new issue of Relevant Magazine, our seventh anniversary issue which happens to have the one and only Jack White on the cover. We're really excited about the
2: issue and just can't wait to tell you about it.
3: Probably more than one Jack White. It's a pretty common name.
1: It's...
2: <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, well, what if you just found a dude named Jack White and be like, we got Jack White on the cover. And, and, our,
1: and our tagline is actually, who is the real Jack White? That's actually the <laughs> yeah. cover line. It's true. Is
2: it this guy, a mechanic in Omaha? <laughs> 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 all
1: right. So before all that, we'll get started with entertainment releases and then slices and then Carlos. Let's see. Music release is coming out on Tuesday the 9th. Uh, the highly anticipated, long-awaited, release from gorillas it's called plastic beach i'm excited about that one have you heard it yet i've heard tracks from it like the most deaf one yeah
4: the uh npr streaming it right now really yeah is it good it's it's gonna take some getting used to it's a lot more hip-hop than the last one and a lot and also a lot more yeah but not necessarily in the best way (laughs) what do you mean well, cause like, <laughs> cause like De La Soul and most stuff are always good, but I don't know that Damon Alburn is always the best at giving them beats to work with.
1: Interesting. So. Interesting. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll definitely check that out at NPR. Uh, Broken Bells is coming out with Broken Bells. Ludacris with Battle of the Sexes. Mm-hmm.
3: I Men wonder who would win that. I wonder it?
2: who will win in Ludacris' mind.
3: <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> Whenever I think of like proper societal gender roles, I think of Ludacris. Uh, Frightened Rabbit's coming out with The Winter of Mixed Drinks. <laughs> Sanctus Real is coming out. Well, I was out. being serious. <laughs> I, I was actually thinking, you know, I bet he's got an informed opinion about that.
1: <laughs> Sanctus Real is coming out with Pieces of a Real Heart. And Passion is releasing their compilation, live worship album, Passion Awakening. I think this is one that was recorded at their event in January, where my and I attended. Hmm. You can hear us in the distance. Yes. <laughs> I'm the screeches. Uh, movie releases coming out Friday, March 12th, which I'll just let you know is three days before my birthday.
3: Yes, it is.
1: <laughs> uh, Green Zone, the terrible idea, starring Matt Damon and Greg Kinnear. <laughs> it's just Jason
4: Bourne meets. Yeah, but it's by the it's the director who did the Bourne movies and United 93. Why
3: didn't they just do another Bourne I movie? Know, I know, I know. I'm saying, just do I it. Love it the looks Bourne- like it could a be Bourne good movie. though.
1: I'm excited about it. <laughs> Maya and I finally saw Blue Love. We, we saw <laughs> the
2: big IMAX 3D Blue
1: Love movie.
4: Yeah. You know
2: when you posted your comment uh, yeah. saying it was a 3D Captain Planet. Yeah, I didn't. I I I could appreciate it for you know the environmental similarities, right. but they also both have blue skin.
1: Oh, that's oh true. yeah, that's true. I oh, actually yeah. didn't think of that. Yeah, I was just thinking of the the pro trees. Yeah. I enjoyed that, it. That
2: had some uh, crazy spirituality.
1: You know, this is a timely discussion that we're d- that I'm bringing up Very Avatar timely. three months after it debuted we have, a, we have
3: a four month old. The fact <laughs> we actually have to see it, yeah. it's hey, good stuff.
1: Leave us alone. No, <laughs> I, I, I I walked away with mixed feelings. It was vi- it was visually stunning. Oh yeah. And I felt like the message was so over
2: the top, kind of screwy. I was. Well,
1: like, hey. I didn't think. So.
2: At least at least they weren't preachy about it. <laughs> <laughs> Let
1: me guys out there Let me give you some marital advice When you leave a movie like Avatar with your spouse And you say I was really bothered by the Overt negative spiritual comments Or you know the message and It was over the top in your face And your wife says "Eh, I thought it was fine I didn't really get that don't reply to her by saying, well, I guess I was just watching it on a deeper level.
3: <laughs> Cameron says... I can attest to this yeah. firsthand
1: that, yeah. that that isn't the appropriate
2: response. Well, uh-huh. well let, let me ask you this more importantly. What did you think of the glasses themselves?
3: Awesome. Ours were
1: awesome. I posted a picture of Maya's. They were different than the ones you guys were talking about. Ours were huge. They oh, were really? from like your upper lip to your eyebrow, <laughs>
2: <laughs> they, were, they were avatar masks.
1: <laughs> I was concerned that I would have to remove my glasses and therefore have to see the whole thing in blurry vision. And no, these fit. I could have worn six pairs of glasses under these things. Okay. Also coming out, "Remember Me," starring Robert Pattinson and Pierce Brosnan. Sweet. And our family wedding, starring Forrest Whitaker and America oh yeah. Ferrera. So there you go. That's your entertainment releases up next. Slices.
0: If you hear a party going on in the background, that is because Relevant Magazine has just turned seven years old. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. You can stop clapping now. Hey, to celebrate, here's the deal. We're giving you a gift right now. You can get a year of Relevant Magazine for just $10. We're going back to year one pricing with that. Just 10 bucks a year of Relevant Magazine. Come on, join the party. Go to relevantmagazine.com slash subscribe.
1: You're listening to Deus Veil. The song is Excuses. It's Brian's theme song. It's playing <laughs> It's
5: playing right now both wow. on Relevant <laughs> FM. I'm not even sure what that's in reference <laughs> to. No. No,
2: no. Yes, you do. <laughs> Don't make an excuse. Don't make an excuse. <laughs> yeah, that would be your excuse.
1: <laughs> it's playing right now on Relevant FM and Relevant TV. Is this the first double dip that we've had? I think this is the first no. one. Time. No. Oh. We double dipped last week. Okay, sorry.
2: It was beautiful what's your excuse <laughs> uh,
1: at the beginning of the podcast you heard one of my favorite bands Passion Pit with the song Little Secrets which is my theme song
0: we
5: have one
1: of those downtown Orlando don't we a Passion Pit <laughs>
5: yeah
1: uh, it's also playing right now on Relevant FM and Relevant TV another double dip uh, it's from their album Manners PassionPitMusic.com so okay Maya's gonna go with first with Slices because she has to leave to go to Power Yoga that's right So she's going to step out after her slice.
3: Well, Roxy's coming in later, so she's going to be the female voice. You guys don't really need me. Okay, my slice today is a good one, in my opinion. <laughs> it is about... Um, Why are you
5: rating it before you give it? Let us
1: evaluate. I usually
3: have really lame ones. Yeah, wait, wait, do honestly. you start
5: jokes with, wait, wait, this is going to be really, really funny. <laughs> yes.
6: Listen to this.
3: Um, so apparently, um, this is, the Smithsonian has rejected O.J. Simpson, Simpson's donation of his acquittal suit that he wore during the 1995 trial when he was acquitted of the murders. Oh. Smithsonian doesn't want it. Isn't that crazy?
2: Who, who was trying to give it to him?
3: Well, the judge actually, because you know the Simpson, <laughs> OJ Simpson owes. a guy was
2: selling on eBay.
3: <laughs> OJ Simpson <laughs> owes his his wife's family like a bunch of money, like oh, millions yeah. and millions, yeah. and oh, he doesn't okay. have anything. Yes. So apparently a judge gave it to them, the Goldbergs. And, uh, it was like the Goldbergs and her family, the Simpsons. And um, But then, so they tried to submit it, and I guess they would get money for it, and the Smithsonian has rejected it. They don't want it. Wow, Isn't that interesting. That
5: is interesting. I mean,
3: it's a piece of history.
5: I think they'd prefer his jumpsuit from prison, <laughs> <laughs> or the glove that
1: did not. You know, oh. if it doesn't fit, you must acquit. That's oh. a, that's
3: in that's in the uh, locker at the police station, probably.
5: The locker, like the men's
3: locker Shut room. Shut your face! I in don't the, know what's
1: called <laughs> in the police
5: station. The evidence Thank room. Thank
3: you. The evidence thing. are <laughs> so me.
5: I just pictured like a really small high school locker. <laughs> at a police station that's just got, like, one glove one dangling. One bloody glove dangling. <laughs> it, <yeah. laughs>
3: okay, rate my slice. How was it?
5: Uh, it was okay.
1: I just listened to slices at a deeper level. hmm <laughs> <laughs> hmm Wow.
3: I'm leaving. Have fun. Bye, guys.
1: Bye. See May you. the power be with you. <laughs>
4: Namaste.
3: Namaste. <laughs>
4: <laughs> okay, Ryan. All right, so I don't think it's a coincidence, A, that this takes place in Scranton just putting that out there can i
1: ask why you printed your slice out in 3 point type <laughs>
4: <laughs> because i only yes. wanted to- <laughs> i only wanted to print one page and i had you to can't really just let select him wear it. your avatar mask. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you might need him uh, i had to select that's, just the text it's amazing i know <laughs> so Michael Black, age 19, of Scranton, Pennsylvania, was arrested, or not arrested, but was charged with filing a false report because he r- had reported to police that three men jumped him and assaulted him with a razor blade Sunday morning. Uh-huh. They actually found out that he cut himself by running through the woods shirtless and punching trees. <laughs> He, he, so he was he was going totally avatar out there yeah exactly <laughs> either that or back to last week's podcast he was definitely punch dancing in the woods just got to punch it out i think those were pa- paper cuts paper cuts yeah That's really disturbing well it's scranton what do you expect <laughs> oh. uh,
5: my slice is uh is taken right out of uh right out of my reality right out of my life i was uh i was at i was at the movie theater uh, with my wife, we were watching Shutter Island uh, and Pack Theater, and a couple uh, in their forties, uh, late thirties, came and sat in front of us with a two-year-old
0: to at see Shutter, Shutter Island.
5: Island. And they, they
1: remember things at two years old. They all, understand things.
5: Yeah, I mean this this child is walking around, making lots of noise, and people are really uncomfortable. My, my wife pulls up the rating system to try to go, okay, rated R. How does this thing work? And the rating system says that if you show up with an, an adult, you can get into a rated R movie, yeah. even though it's not necessarily encouraged. So what they uh, so she went to the AMC manager and said, even though the rated R system says, as a child, you can come in with your parents, will you remove these people? And AMC theaters, is not a plug, though they are a great sponsor, I'm yeah. sure, of Relevant Magazine, <laughs> yeah. uh, said they don't allow children under the age of six. To be in the rate in uh, radar movies. Good. So, what's interesting is AMC has created their own rating system on top of the general one that exists out there. Huh. Yeah.
1: So, your your wife single handedly ruined that family's date night.
5: Oh, yeah. So, yeah. Manager, I was going to say they were ticked off. Yeah. A manager they? came into the theater, of course, like just as the movie's starting, walks down the aisle. they you know, this couple sitting in the middle of the theater, really awkwardly and uncomfortably says, You guys need to go and pulls him out. Did they, did they give any sort of protest? Yeah. Well, they did because he just picked up the baby and left and said the couple could stay, but he had to take the baby. <laughs> yeah. So, so, that... so
2: the baby just waited outside. Right.
5: <laughs> well, he was chained to a, like a fire hydrant or something. Oh, okay. It was a little so weird. it worked
2: out for everyone.
5: <laughs> right, right, right. So just so you know, the rating system uh, can be uh, can be changed if you talk to the
2: manager. Huh. Yeah. All right. So the, my slice is about probably the luckiest freelance writer in the world. Um, this guy who owned a really small publishing house uh, in Philadelphia phoned up his buddy who was like a just kind of a struggling freelance writer and said, "I had this crazy idea for books that combine like classic literature with like you know kind of tongue-in-cheek like horror plots." So the guy wrote *Pride and Prejudice* and zombies. And he wrote it in two months flat. Right. And so, anyway, it went on to become a a huge, uh, huge seller. It's going to be a movie with uh, Natalie Portman. And now he just got signed like a six figure deal for the follow up Abraham Lincoln, Vampire Hunter. Is this a true story? Yes. Yeah, this is totally true. Prime Prejudice and
5: Zombies? No. Oh, this is a big phenomenon. I'm just glad they've gone with vampires. They're very in this season.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. At least they're original with vampires. Yeah. Yeah.
5: All right, well, that will do
1: it for Slices. Up next, Carlos Whitaker. the crest of
6: the That's right, sit straight And listen up We are the Knights of Bostonia We'll tell the poor you tell the king we ain't listening to you no more. We are the Knights of Bostonia
1: You're listening to State Radio. I mean, not really. You're listening to the relevant podcast, but... uh, The song is Knights of Bastonia. It's playing right now on relevant.tv. It's a music video. All right. Carlos Whitaker is a worship leader, a prominent blogger, and an experienced architect. Uh, he uh, had been at Sandals Church in Riverside, California for 10 years. Where so he was a pastor of worship and creative arts. When he went to Atlanta in 07, he became the director of service programming at Buckhead Church, which is part of the North Point Community Church uh, campuses. Uh, he oversaw all the Sunday uh, um, experience and... This says he oversaw all the Sunday adult
5: experience in design. Um. It it does bother me in the church world how often they throw around that word adult. When you talk about adult curriculum and adult small groups, Mm. I don't know why Christians don't realize that that actually means something completely (laughs) different.
1: He recently left there... Uh, He signed with Integrity Music, uh, and his debut EP is out now. His full-length album is coming out in about a month and a half. He also is involved with the Catalyst Conferences, and he and his wife and kids are moving up to Chicago in the next couple months to help Jarrett Stevens and others plant a church in downtown Chicago called Soul City Church. So uh, he came through the studio uh, yesterday, actually, and we took him to a Magic game. It was fun, and he's a good guy. They're out touring right now, uh, getting word out about the EP. Uh, here is Carlos uh, performing a couple of the songs on his EP and entering each one. And without any further ado, here he is.
7: Um, all right, cool. Well, this song is called Rain It Down, and it's uh, the first single off my album and my EP. Um, I wrote this song with Philip LaRue, and I don't know if you guys remember back in the day. If you're like on the edge of relevant um, uh, 30... Early 30s, there, you're going to remember LaRue and uh, Philip LaRue. Um, was, was sitting, uh, we were sitting in Jason Ingram's studio, and uh, I just definitely wanted a song that, um, in worship as I let it, uh, people really could feel the presence of God literally soaking them. And obviously, when it comes to soaking, you think of rain. Um, and so we wanted to include the Holy Spirit in there, um, in the song, and so you know, the the course of the song is a rain down on us father spirit and Jesus and so it's just it's one of those songs that uh when we wrote it we wanted a 16 year old kid to be able to pick up their acoustic guitar and um and play it so this is a song it's called rain it down
6: Some will run to it and some will resist it Our eyes will turn to the sky With desert hearts looking to the heaven Desperate for your holy fountain Our hands will turn to the sky Nothing like your healing water Pour it out on your sons and daughters Our hands are lifted high We are here and we are waiting Flood our hearts till they're overflowing Our hands are lifted high Father Thirsty
7: Right on. Well, this is, um, it's fun. It's fun doing these songs on the acoustic guitar without my DJ and my rock band. Um, I think there's a, especially with this song, there's something, um, something. Uh, gosh, just so human about the lyrics of this tune. Um, the song is called "We'll Worship You," and um, it was the chorus was taken out of the Puritans Book of Prayer, where it says, "Save us from these comforts." Break us of our need for the familiar. Spare us any joy that's not of You, and we will worship You. And when I was writing this record, um, one thing I wanted to do was kind of stay true to the the authenticity of of kind of how I feel um, when I, when I'm worshiping. And and I know for me, um, there's some tunes and there's some some lyrics that I hate singing. Um, and honest to God, I hate singing this song because it's um it's just it's one of the truest. Um, most centered songs that I've ever sung. And it's so hard to sing and be true to the lyrics. Um, And so every time I sing this song, um, I want to be disturbed and I want to be disrupted into a place where I honestly mean that beyond a shadow of a doubt. So this one's called We Will Worship You.
6: Fix our eyes on you, you are God alone. We fix our eyes on you, you're our only hope. For all we have to lose is our very souls. We fix our eyes on you, you are God. Our eyes on You. You're our only hope. All we have to lose is our very souls.
7: And here's the application part now.
6: Save us from these comforts. Break us of our need for the familiar. We joy this night of you, and we worship you. Yeah, we worship you.
7: And satisfy,
6: satisfy us, Lord, in your unfailing love. Satisfy us, Lord. Nothing here Let your kingdom come Save us From these comforts Break us Of our need for the familiar Spare us Any joy that's not of you on need for the familiar we go. spare us any joy that's not of you and we will worship you yeah we
1: That was Carlos Whitaker. Check out his blog at ragamuffinsoul.com and check out his EP at iTunes. you're listening to joy williams the song is fine line it's playing right now on relevant.fm now many of you in the who grew up listening to christian music may remember joy williams who has a teenage pop singer uh in the christian scene she's now evolved quite a bit she's in a group called the civil wars and making amazing music and uh we're actually playing both her solo stuff and the civil wars on FM right now so check it out Okay. The March edition of Relevant Magazine just came out, and subscribers uh, have it. And actually, it should be on newsstands nationwide right now. Some newsstands. Good newsstands. It's our seventh anniversary issue. We've been doing this now officially for seven full years. Happy
4: anniversary. Thank you. Which means this is perfection.
1: Oh, yeah. Yeah. Actually, I was (coughs) trying to figure out, corporately, we had a staff meeting last week, and I was trying to figure out, this is our 10th anniversary as a company in the seventh year for Relevant Magazine. And I was like, surely there's some significance in the numbers. And Josh Babiar, our COO, reminded me that isn't seven years, the year of Jubilee, the year that all debts are repaid? Exactly. (laughs) So I'm very excited about that and claiming that for our company. And, And so, but this year has been interesting. I mean, Jack White has been on our wish list forever because his story, we hear bits and pieces about uh, his, his maybe I think he has a background of faith, we're not sure. It kind of shows up here and there, and we've been trying to get him, we couldn't get him for years. And then this year, I mean, it's been crazy. In this one year leading up to this issue, we've had uh, Kings of Leon on the cover, Zoe Dachanel, uh, Wilco, uh, John Foreman, switch with Zach Levi. I, I'm probably forgetting a couple, and and now like this is. A culmination, almost, of years of us trying to get this this story to happen, and is we're really excited that it happened, and it's a very fitting seventh anniversary cover. It means a lot to us. So, well, it's a jam packed issue, like we just said. So, we don't actually don't have time to tell you about everything in the issue. So, make sure to check it out online or in newsstands to see all the stuff that uh, we left out of this tour. Uh, but here are some of the articles in the current issue. Um, first things first, we, we made some changes to the issue, uh, starting with this this one. Um, slices is quite a bit different. A
8: lot different, uh, yes.
1: We've been rolling with a similar format for Slices for, I think, three years. And we decided Anniversary Issue is the perfect time to change it up. We changed it up really significantly. We, we have zoned pages now, which are themed like tech, culture, faith. And the whole page is kind of very Slices. We have um, a new look, a new tone... Um, like usual, we have uh, statements and we have the drop, which spotlights uh, emerging music that we're excited about. This issue, we kick it off with the Noisettes.
4: I did the Noisettes interview and it was really interesting to uh, kind of find out a lot of, a lot more about them because th- it's really cliche to say that a band doesn't fit in any particular genre, but with the Noisettes, it happens to be true because it What's can veer crazy? from everything from like crazy electro clash to like old school diana ross like funk and old old r&b so um it was really fun i got to talk to shin guy the lead singer um who was incredibly gracious and uh a little bit hard to transcribe because she has a pretty thick british accent but
1: it's eclectic music it's really fresh um here is part of one of their songs Flipping the page, we uh, talked to the Gaslight Anthem, who is also on Relevant FM. It's cool. amazing the synergy now <laughs> with, the, with yes. the magazine artists showing up on Relevant FM.
4: I mean, obviously, like, check out the article, but uh, be on the lookout. They should have a new album coming out pretty oh, really? soon, too, yeah.
1: Well, here is uh, a bit of the Gaslight Anthem. I've been
0: here now for most of my life.
1: Now, we only did two. Sometimes we do three. Sometimes we do four. We only did two this time because we had uh, we had to save space for so much content. A lot in this we issue. We had a lot of features. So uh, we kicked things off with um, an article by Adam and Christy Jeske uh, called You Are Here. Uh, you know, it's, we, we kind of had them delve into the question of everyone wants to change the world, but is that really necessary?
8: Yeah. And they, um, they talked a lot about just our sort of growing up in American culture and sort of watching movies in Hollywood and everybody gives you this idea of what a good life looks like, an epic life. And so we all have goals that we want to accomplish in our 20s. And they usually include crazy things like going and living overseas and serving African children in orphanages and all of that. And they just really challenge us to think like, maybe God has put you right here for a reason and what can you do here and how can you live your epic life in your own neighborhood?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's true. So many of us kind of have the big dreams and 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 kind of are waiting for them to happen. And you almost live life in suspended animation, just waiting for the big moment, the big thing to finally come true. But you're kind of wasting the in-between. You're mm-hmm. wasting the now and you're you're almost dismissive of the opportunities you have around you every day. And it's a it's a really challenging article. It's really cool. Turning the page, we have a Q and A, a a uh, interview with she and him. If you know um, she and him, we're huge fans. It's uh, duet Zoe Dachanel and M Ward, both of whom who have been featured in the magazine individually, mm-hmm. but never as their collective. So you know, this is again, how in the world has our magazine <laughs> got this point that she and him is just kind of. I don't want to say buried, but just an interior feature. Yeah. Wow, it's crazy. But yeah. we're huge fans. They're incredibly uh great artists. Beautiful music. Here's a clip. Well, all, right.
6: Well, all right. It's okay. It's okay. We all get the slip sometimes every day. I'll just keep it to
3: myself.
4: was from their new album, which comes out March 23rd, you should make sure to pick it up because the whole thing's fantastic.
1: Turning the page, we talked to Denzel Washington. Uh, You know, he recently released the the movie, The Book of Eli. Um, It was a very spiritually provocative movie, a little on the nose with its biblical metaphors and messaging. And um, so he was doing a lot of press around that. And whether it be the theme of the movie or whatever, he was willing to talk about his faith. And so we talked to him and uh, talked about how his beliefs drive his film career. We had Francis Chan actually write a piece uh, on finding God's will, Um, but it's a different take on finding God's will for our lives.
8: Yeah, he really challenges just that idea of we're all kind of, what is God's will for my life, and what should I do, and am I in God's will? And those are a lot of the questions that we're asking, um, especially in our 20s and 30s when we're kind of trying to figure out who we are. Thank
1: you for saying 30s to include me and and Josh. Thank you. You're right. And now Chad. Uh,
8: and, you know, I'm only a year away. So so he just, he challenges us to think not so much about like, what does God want me to do? What's the big job for me? What's the meaning of my life? But like, what, who are you in this moment? And who does God want you to be in this moment? And in these circumstances that God's will for you is maybe more about who you're becoming than what you're doing.
1: Yeah, that's good. Uh, we also have on the other end of the spectrum, the 2010... 2010- New Music Guide. We do this every year in the March issue. We spotlight some of the key uh, artists and trends that are emerging right now. And this year's was written by Ryan and Brett McCracken.
4: Yeah, this was definitely one of my favorite articles to write just because I enjoy any time I get to geek out about music. So. We included uh, five different trends and just kind of talked about what's going on in music, both the good and the bad part. All right, be our tour guide here. All right. Talk me through the five and Chad, play us, play us a little uh, demonstration, so to speak. All right. Well, first is what's being called the freshman class of hip hop. And um, there's sort of a combination of the kind of rappers we're used to hearing on the radio, along with more socially conscious rap. So you've got people like... Kid- th- maybe thought-provoking? Maybe, yeah. Because like Cuddy's not socially conscious, Well, but uh, I mean, he's... Con- yeah, he right. He created a concept right. album. Exactly. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, they're, they're in this weird middle ground where they still th- th- sing about some stuff that, like, isn't great. Um, great. I mean, it's not like, you know, they're squeaky clean or anything, but... Um, they're still making some pretty thought-provoking stuff. Um, I mean, even Drake, who has some really offensive lyrics, like actually come a- comes across as pretty vulnerable and even self-deprecating on some songs, which is r- just really interesting to hear in a hip-hop song. I think the the
1: self-deprecating introspection of uh, uh, being vulnerable with insecurities was something that maybe first emerged with Kanye. Yeah, yeah, and I think then so now too. it's almost like given boldness to a whole crop of of. Uh, of, you know, more thinky yeah. artists come behind him. Let's play a clip of Wale. Here's Wale's single Shades.
6: Couldn't adapt to naps. I waved cap. They napped and slept on me, man. I hate black skin tone. I wish I could take it back or rearrange my status. Maybe if I was khaki, associating light skin with classy, the menstrual show showed, showed
4: a me that was not me. from a light skinned
3: girl to a dark skinned brother. Shade doesn't matter, heartbeat.
4: Uh, next, we have the shoegaze revival, and if you're familiar with the term shoegaze, you probably heard it uh, in relation to a lot of music that came out in the late '80s and early '90s, with like Jesus and Mary Chain and My Bloody Valentine. But a lot of bands are coming out now, especially from uh, especially from Brooklyn, where most music seems to come from. Um, but you've got stuff like No Age and The Pains of Being Pure at Heart and Crystal Stilts, and it's all these it's all these like early twenty twenty something kids who've grown up with. You know, listening to. Not 20s and 30s. Not 20s and 30s for the most part. Um, But it's all these people who've grown up listening to bands like that in the late 80s and early 90s, and they are now making the same kind of music. Right. Just later. All
1: right, here's The uh, Pains of Being Pure at Heart. I like this album quite a bit.
4: Uh, Next is sort of the big indie trend that seems to be taking over everything is the chill wave glo-fi thrift store music. By the way, my brother, who's in a band in this genre hates your
1: glow term. I just want you to know this.
4: I prefer, I prefer chill wave because I actually think it means I don't know something.
1: That he'd, he, I don't know that he'd like that either.
5: I
4: don't know what any of these words mean. <laughs> I'm just going to put that out there. Just
5: consonants. That yeah, just... I feel like I can resonate they're real with, words. with the people that are like, they're just putting words together. They don't mean anything. Well, even people in the genre yeah.
1: don't agree with it's the words true. that we've put together. Well,
4: that's why I think chill wave actually works because it's descriptive. It's kind of Nick New Wave music like from the 80s, but it's also sort of combines with like this chill electronic sound yeah and it's also got a lot of stuff that like you would find in a salvation army store where like people have thrown away records so it's also got a lot of found sound so that's that's kind of the one of the big trends right now um some of the artists in that are neon indian washed out and memory tapes uh here's a clip from memory tapes I'm in love. also more in the indies genre is a uh, preppy afro pop and if you've listened if you've listened to vampire weekend I just want to
1: say that these are Ryan's terms.
4: <laughs> Josh Loveless was well
1: he did A&R for a label yeah. for several years. Yeah, still do. But St- still do. Yeah. And he
2: doesn't agree with your terms. <laughs> no.
8: I like that one, preppy Afro pop.
2: Well, I, I feel like that one. I knew that was a reference to like Vampire Weekend. I see a guy from like
1: 1979 and like really, really short running shorts with this big Afro, real skinny and, well, and he's got and he's on roller skates.
4: That's basically Vampire Weekend. I was going to say, it sounds like you're just walking <laughs> <know>. around Brooklyn.
8: <laughs> <laughs> Where all music comes from,
1: yeah. as we know. <laughs> That's what Ryan wow. said earlier.
4: <laughs> um, so, I mean, if you've listened at all to Vampire Weekend since they made their splash, and considering their album was number one on Billboard, you've probably heard it at some point. Um, you kind of know what this is talking about, like, it's this, you know, these really smart people who went to Ivy League schools who are making music with lots of influences from quote-unquote world music, like, um, sort of a throwback to think like Peter Gabriel or Paul Simon, like people who kind of used African beats in their music. Gotcha. So here's a clip from Dirty Projectors. And finally, uh, one of the really interesting things we found is that a lot of bands from at least my childhood and probably a lot of yours um, are coming back from the childhood. Well, sorry, like middle and high school, like the seat like from the contem- younger days the right. wonder Your- years yes exactly wonder years yes <laughs> bands from our wonder years yes yeah. bands from our wonder years um who were in the christian music industry are before it collapsed before it collapsed are kind of making a comeback so like Sixpence and none the richer is coming back with a new album Waterdeep is making music again so um but other stuff like cademan's call is kind of rejoined with Derek webb and jennifer knapp has finally come out of seclusion in Australia in the Outback. No way. Yeah. That's where she was. That's where she was. She did, apparently, she didn't touch a guitar for like six years. Wow. Like, I'm going to be honest. I'm really hoping DC Talk reunites and goes on a free at last tour. Well, here's the yes. deal.
1: One of them doesn't need the money.
4: So well, what's right. the motivation? If People like me who would go along and would never usually go to a Christian concert. I'd
0: go with you, Ryan. I'd go. See? Yeah. I'd we'll be see, right okay. there. And I'll tell you this. I'd be
8: there. And I'd sing to everything. Toby yeah.
1: Bach's to opening week, debut week of his new album a couple weeks ago, you know, as we know from last week's podcast, 78,000. Oh, years, yeah. Which he reminded we me. We love right?
5: you, Toby. Thanks for but, listening. But
1: <laughs> tell me what opening week of a DC Talk re- reunion album would be. I mean, Five huge. million. Yeah. Huge. Huge. Oh, yeah. It
5: would be huge. Eminem numbers.
4: yeah it it would be it would be a u2 tour well because i mean you'd have people like me who like still listen to some christian music but you know listen to a lot of secular stuff too but you'd have people like me who just for the nostalgia factor like i would go and sing along with every song i I I still know know all the words i think coldplay would open for them (laughs) (laughs) i was gonna say one cool thing that um i'm pretty proud that we did this issue was we made you a mixtape uh, so if you go to com slash new music mix, uh, it'll take you to an iTunes page and we put together a little mixtape of all of the different genres. So you can kind of get a sampler of what we think will be the big music trends in 2010.
1: First time we've ever done it. Look at that. We're trying to bridge the digital yes. and print divide. Enjoy. Yeah.
4: Enjoy. Go check it out. That'll do it for your, the new music guide.
1: Uh, turning the page, we have an interview with Yonzi, the lead singer of Cioros. Uh We're huge Rose fans. If you've ever seen one of their music videos, yeah. I mean, or should I say, music video films, right? I mean, it, you can't not be moved. They're, they're phenomenal, spiritual, evocative. It's amazing. I was on his
5: uh, on his website today, uh, putting together some recommends for the new magazine. And I noticed they've got the behind the scenes with the creative production company that's putting together his stage tour mm. uh, in terms of all the thinking that goes on behind uh, the scenes as they create what's going to happen uh, when he goes uh, on his live tour. So wow. it's, it's really cool at, at uh, yonzi.com. Huh. Uh, now, okay.
1: So internally, we've been calling him Jonesy. <laughs> and uh, NPR calls him
5: Yonzi. And now you just said Yonzi. Yeah. So
1: I, I, any I of those three, I think, are acceptable. Yeah, I think I he'll think mm-hmm.
5: respond to any I, I get three. my little symbols above the O mixed up. <laughs> yeah. 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 Yo. Yo, Yo, Yo yeah.
1: Yon, um, Anyway, here is a clip of his debut solo album. Say no more. Use
6: your eyes.
1: Turning the page, we have a piece by Stephen Mansfield, who's the author of a new book that looks at the story of faith and Guinness beer. Uh, apparently, if you read the piece here, uh, the the history of Guinness is fascinating. Uh, Arthur Guinness was a believer and was really challenged when Wesley came through and uh, pr- uh, preached, and he was challenged to Uh, make a difference with the beer. So there's ways that the beer itself actually was a way to help um, a lot of the drunkenness that was plaguing Ireland at the time. And then also the company itself became an example of charity and um, uh, really going against the trend of terrible work conditions Mm -hmm. and whatnot. And so they did amazing things for their workers, made a difference in the country and around the world. Uh, and so to talk more about this story, Stephen Mansfield is actually joining us on the podcast next week. So make sure to tune in for that. It's a fascinating conversation. Um, turning the page, uh, a couple more. Uh, we have we, we, we have a piece looking at the moral uh, dilemma and implications of birth control. It's a conversation that a lot of 20 and 30-somethings, uh, young marrieds, um, don't have. And uh, this piece is meantly just to stir the conversation, to make you think about... It in a way that maybe you haven't yet and I've seen more negative feedback about this piece so far than, it, than it, really? you know, anything yeah. we've done in a long time Wow, yeah. Yeah. the last
5: piece makes me want to have a drink this piece makes me want to have sex <laughs> so I think this is a great issue you just easily swayed <laughs> yeah I'm just saying I've, this is this is the best seven year anniversary magazine I've ever seen in my life It is interesting while we're having this conversation that Cameron is holding a baby. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) Look what you would be taking away if you use birth control. For those of you who can't see, he's holding up this giant baby. (laughs) Cohen is now very large. He is. He's so awesome.
1: Yeah. He's getting big and making a lot of noise. Um, Okay, well, we wrap up features with uh, Remembering Communion. We go back, you know, it's the Easter season. We wanted to look at the origin of some of these practices and that this is incredibly scriptural. And a lot of times in our really fast food, suburban Christian lifestyle, we don't give focus to some of the things that were so foundational to our faith. And so, again, Easter season, we wanted to look back and um, look at the heart of communion. Jason Boyette wrote it for us. He's a... one of of my favorite writers, he has a great way of looking at history in in an accessible way. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay, and the cover story, last but definitely not least, Jack White. Um, This was interesting for us because after the interview happened and we got to know more of his story, um, a very clear thread emerged. If you know Jack White at all, um, he, he emerged on the scene with the White Stripes, which was... A very, you know, the Lego videos, red, black, and white. The, you know, it's a, it was almost gimmicky, a kitschy. Great music. Yeah. But they had a very manicured persona. Okay. Mm-hmm. Then he goes to the Rock and Tours, which was a rock band, fantastic. Then now he's in the dead weather with, um, lead singer from uh, uh, The Kills. Horror, I yeah, think. Allison from The Kills. Awesome. Hard edge, totally different than the Rock and Tours. If you look at any of the Rock and Tours photography, it's like cowboy suits and kind of vintage, mm-hmm. old-timey type stuff and now the rock the dead weather is like leather jackets and like looks like the drug scene from the late 70s and the cult and you know just and now he's coming out the solo album. Well, his personal journey is he also almost went into seminary yeah. and to become a priest and And Roxy and I were talking about this after the interview happened and stuff, and we realized like he's always playing roles yeah. he's always wearing different hats, and none of them are the Literally. real jack white
8: It seems as if he's he's got all these different personas that he's kind of playing and embodying, and he um takes all of them very seriously and does them well and um embraces them fully so it's not like he's just putting on costumes but um but why is it that he it wants all these different roles in his life.
1: And the story starts off. And, 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 and the first line you read in the article says is a quote from Jack where he says, I think it's boring to be myself.
8: Yep. <laughs> and there
1: is the genesis of his entire career and why he almost became a priest. Right. It's fascinating. It's a fascinating yeah. article. So as you can see, there's a lot of uh, meat in the issue, um, but there's a lot more that we didn't tell you about. So make sure to go check it out online uh, at our website or newsstands or subscribe to see everything that we didn't uh, have a chance to uh, bring to your attention. So check it out. All right. Coming up next, feedback.
0: Ready, set, go. In the wind. Sit where I sit, drinking coffee on a binge. Perfect in the sunlight, everything is alright. Leaning kinda crooked, up perfect and it's alright. Perfect in the sunlight, everything is alright. Leaning kinda crooked, up perfect and it's alright. Good night. Hands on my eyes can see them. Hands on my eyes can see
6: them. Hands on my eyes can see them. Whoa.
1: You're listening to Heath McNeese and Pigeon John. The song is American Idol, ideally. not I-D-O-L. Oh. It's a great track, hip-hop track, Heath McNeese. It's playing right now on Relevant.fm. It's from uh, the upcoming album, The Gun Show. Uh, and Heath right now is currently on tour. You can check him out at myspace.com slash Heath McNeese. Okay, it's time for your feedback. Last week, we asked you what you're giving up for Lent. And uh, if you're doing anything special for Lent, uh, apparently not a whole lot of you are, based on the initial feedback that we've gotten. We're recording this fairly early in the week, so you know I'm sure there's going to be a late surge on Thursday night. Um, So anyway, we wanted to read a couple of your replies. I'm giving up. uh, I'm only drinking water for 40 days, although I am, I have to be clear here, I am following the Lenten calendar. And I have feast days on Sunday. You need to explain
5: that for those that don't
1: understand what that means. I didn't know about this dynamic. And then I saw Dan Hasseltine, because with Bloodwater Mission, they're doing the 40 days of water thing. Mm -hmm. And he was getting in arguments with people, because he's (laughs) popping chocolate-covered espresso beans for caffeine. And they're like, oh, that's cheating. That's cheating. He's like, I chew that. I yeah. don't drink that. I didn't give up caffeine, people. You know, whatever. So you see this public debate. Well, anyway, a few days later, he gets another debate because apparently the first Sunday of Lent, he was drinking coffee or something. Yeah. And he, apparently he just got ambushed. Hmm. I haven't talked to him about it, but that's just my perception. And anyway, so he goes on to explain the Lenten calendar and that there are feast days. that it's actually 46 days and you take six,
4: six days off. Feast days are a good time. Yeah.
1: yeah. And... I didn't know about feast days. I was doing 40 straight, but once I heard about it, yeah. I said, Oh, that sounds good. Yeah. So I'm doing feast days now. So I'm drink, I, I on Sunday morning I got up for breakfast and drank half a two-liter of Diet Coke. <laughs> <laughs> so honest, to God, days. honest to God. Honest to God. I had an IV of Diet Coke. Why was it in
5: your house? This is what makes me a little concerned. Diet
1: Coke? You didn't get rid of it for, for Lent? No, I'm not like sitting there like late at night, like struggling with temptation. It's just there in the cabinet. No, cabinet. No, no, no.
5: You sound like every alcoholic I've ever counseled in my Life, You're like, I'm just, I keep it in the house. I don't drink it. I don't, t- I'm strong,
1: but I actually, I haven't even been tempted by it. It's not like a temptation. You can't even look me in the eye. <laughs> I, have, I haven't had Diet Coke once other than my feast days. Yeah. So, okay, all right. Um, no, that's fine. Uh, so we want to ask you guys what, what you guys are, are doing for Lent, if anything. <gasps>
5: Uh, we've got uh, Ben here uh, on the website commenting. says, I'm giving up all alcohol for Lent. I really enjoy a good craft beer, micro brew, and regularly go out for Wednesday night beer and pizza and get together with friends for drinks on the weekends on a <laughs> weekly basis. Uh, you know he's a relevant subscriber because the next sentence says, I don't like to drink too much. <laughs>
6: so it's moderation. Yeah,
5: so there's there's a caveat there. Uh, yeah, so Cameron and I were with a guy today that told a story about Uh, giving up beer for lent uh and someone asked him how he was doing or something like that and he said well uh i just drink gin and tonic instead (laughs) (laughs) it's like the
4: opposite of guinness yeah (laughs) well
2: theron uh he's he's giving up uh caffeine well no i guess he's not giving up caffeine because he's still having coffee um but he's not drinking any more soda but again, on Sunday afternoons, he's taking uh, that as uh, his break, and he's drinking it on Sunday afternoons. So you know, one of the things that I find when it comes to to seasons like this
5: is I have friends of mine that are trying to lose weight, and and so leading up to Lent, they're like, I got to lose weight. I got, and then for Lent, it's like they give up food. <laughs> and as if like this is some sacrifice to God when really they're like I gotta freaking get in shape.
1: Yeah, <laughs> like, I'm gonna give up sugar and cupcakes.
4: Yeah, <laughs> and I'm gonna exercise. I'm gonna exercise every day. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm doing. It oh yeah, God.
2: Uh, and read my Bible. Yeah, yeah. Of course, <laughs> yeah. of course. Yeah. Well, I, I like this one from John from the UK. They're uh, they're doing a a negativity fast, and it says it doesn't mean that they deny that problems are happening, but it uh, they refuse to whine, complain, gripe, backbite, etc. Uh, for Lent, which I guess that's something that'd be good to do all year round, but Lent's, you know... That's I'd what I was going to say. Like, I should be
1: drinking water
4: all year round. Isn't, I mean, that, just, isn't that just called sanctification? Like, wouldn't, are you isn't just supposed being a Christian? to do yeah. Yeah, is Isn't that called maturity? It's like, this year, <laughs> I, did, this year I decided to give up lust. <laughs> okay. This year, for 40 I days. For 40, 40 days. 46 days. I
1: also gave up murder <laughs> yeah. for, uh, yeah. for Lent. Yeah. yeah. All right, well, that'll do it for your feedback. Here's this week's editorial question of the week.
3: Editorial question of the
1: week. Earlier in the podcast, you heard us talk about the musical trend right now that's happening of mid-90s alternative Christian and pop artists reuniting and coming back, doing comebacks. Um, We want to know what mid, late 90s, early 2000s Christian artists that you loved that you want to see make a comeback.
2: And also, if if you want to also add what their show would be like. Uh, Like, for example, I would love to see Bill Gaither zipline into the show. (laughs) I mean, that'd be awesome. You know, it'd be a stadium show. But
1: he never went away. He can't make a comeback because he's still on the infomercials. He's still doing his thing. Mm. We're talking they had to either disband or they got dropped by their label.
2: Well, can, can I say that uh, if you're not letting the Gaithers count, Carmen and I want his stage to be a huge boxing ring, and he'll also zip line yes. in. Yeah, no, Carmen,
5: hey, Carmen, I already have pegged to uh, to to do a Vegas show uh, with uh, the other guy that got uh, that didn't get bit by the tiger.
2: Oh, yeah.
4: Sick,
5: sick,
2: sick, except sick, it wouldn't know, be I Sing, I Sing take it back. and Carmen. I want Carmen, Carmen to ride in on a horse backwards like on <laughs> yes. the Old Spice. <laughs>
4: but it wouldn't be Vegas. It would be Branson. It would be Branson. Yeah, Branson. Siegfried and Carmen. Yeah. Branson, Missouri. Branson, Missouri. This is <laughs> huge. This is huge. My grandparents would go see that every summer.
2: I think Carmen personifies masculinity, so I want him to say, my name's Carmen. I'm on a horse. And then he kicks the show off. You know? <laughs> no, and then that's when he gets bit by the horse. And yeah. uh and what's and
5: his name? Siegfried, Siegfried comes has
2: to start out. all over again. Oh, no. <laughs> and Bill Gaither zips line <laughs> Takes
1: over Siegfried and Bill. Oh,
5: is gonna open for this.
1: <laughs> so write in and let us know the artists you want to see make a comeback. And and as Jesse said, you can add what their show would be like. You can go to the podcast episode page at relevantmagazine.com Uh, Or you can call in to our podcast hotline, 407-660-1411, extension 126. That is the podcast hotline. On that note, we'll wrap up the podcast. Many thanks to Carlos Whitaker for coming in. Uh, You can check out his new EP, aptly titled Carlos Whitaker EP, in the iTunes store. His full album comes out in a couple of months. Um, You can check out his blog at ragamuffinsoul.com. And remember, to check out the uh, new issue on newsstands Stands Now, or you can check it out on our website, relevantmagazine.com. Tune in next week when we talk to uh, Stephen Mansfield, author Stephen Mansfield, about the Guinness story. It should be really interesting. And with that, we'll wrap it. I'm Cameron Strang.
8: Roxanne Wieman.
2: I'm Ryan Hamm. I'm Josh Loveless. I'm Jesse Carey. And I'm on horse. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you next week. <laughs> for the fight of the ages was assembled and in place. The angels came in splendor from a star. The saints that had gone before were there, Jeremiah, Enoch, Job. They were singing the song of Zion on David's heart.
0: Thanks for listening to the Relevant Podcast. For more, go to relevantmagazine.com And
2: Jesus My name's Carmen. I'm on a horse.